Hey, this is Camp Scouts, hosted by me, Curtis Heimberger, and my good friend, Josh Freeman. We noticed that there isn't as much new music being shared online as there should be, so we decided to create this show dedicated to scouring Bandcamp and finding your new favorite artist. Hello, and welcome to podcast. I'm Curtis. Welcome to freaking podcast. I'm Josh. How you doing? How's it going? You know, I'm here. You're here. Every day. That's- Every day I'm trying to grind. <laughs> That's all that counts, you know. <laughs> mm. I did that at work in a day, just like you. You come in, you're like, "Hey, man, how are you? How are you?" To yeah, everybody. Yeah. And one of the guys was just like, <sighs> and "I was like, yeah." <laughs> and I just walked off. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> can't be responsible for the uh, for this <laughs> for your sadness today. I'm just gonna go to go to the front. I'm just gonna go to the front <laughs> and get on with my day. Yeah, uh, got some. Uh, got some, some good, good tunes, tunes today. today. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm, maybe. I'm in a new location. I'm in uh, Wilson's bedroom, the drummer for Mom Rock. Uh, we have uh, left our house in Austin. Not Austin. We're in Austin. We've <laughs> left our house in LA, uh, never to return. Didn't even look back. And we are now uh, living at Wilson's parents' house for the time being before we go on tour. Uh, so, which is by the time this episode comes yeah. out, will be the first day. Of yeah, we'll tour. be playing Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Um, Bring your guns if you don't have a gun in Dallas, Texas. They don't let you exactly in, uh, to the show. So make sure you bring your Glock. Yeah, a good pistol. Vax card? Never heard of it. Don't know what that is. This is Dallas, Texas. (laughs) I haven't seen I haven't seen a single one of those since I've been here. Um (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that tells you a little bit about uh about Texas. But Austin is awesome. Austin is weird. I'm really digging it. It's a very cool city. Would you prefer it if they uh I don't know, I'm just coming up with this for sure. Yeah. Uh, kept Austin weird. Oh keep please. (laughs) <laughs> Please, whatever you do, whatever the whatever the governor, or mayor, or whatever is doing, just keep it. Just keep it weird. Keep, keep Austin weird. We should like we should put that on stickers or something. Oh, that's a good like and T-shirt so, idea. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. especially when you're not in Austin, Texas, it'll make a lot of sense. Yeah, actually, I might like when you're. Yeah, that would be like a good album title, you know, like like keep Austin mm-hmm. weird. That's how like we rebrand as a Texas band. Yeah, are you comfortable with like just being lightly racist? Because then you're then you're a <laughs> then Texas you're a Texas band, baby. We all know the country musician who said the N word and his sales went up eight hundred percent. That that could be you. Oh, that Welcome could be Texas. good for you. On to our first song. <laughs> <laughs> um, this first song is by Clint Black. <laughs> it's a uh, is it for context? this first band i'm gonna show they're called marsh dunderma and this song is called bam 
I love that song so much. I love that. <laughs> I love the yell. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that song is just a ten out of ten for me every single time I hear it. Uh, a little backstory. Uh, just a little bio. Uh, Marston Dermis' first show was a humble street performance at the Jerusalem Open Market between the vegetable and spice stalls. Since then, the band has grown to have its own luscious, unmistakable sound. In a sizzling pan, these 16 brass and percussion players stir together, stir together Middle Eastern melodies with New Orleans trombones, Yemenite beats with Balkan riffs, klezmer wails with booty-shaken funk. And that's Marston Derma. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. It is this album it's off of, which is also called Bam, is just so much fun. I mean, as much fun as you can have uh, with a big band, it's just loud. It's crass almost. Yeah, yeah, I can't get enough of it. It's like it's it is a very full sound. It's like very yeah. bouncy. Um. Uh. There's, there's the all right yell. I I want to I I want to bring him up again. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so. I thought it was so great. And then there's like one that's like very clearly not on a mic. Someone's just being really loud about halfway through the song, and they're just like yeah yeah. <laughs> During the it. trumpet solo, it it's of, so it's so yeah. awesome. Uh, the Village Colors in in the '60s had a song called Hector. And it's like mostly instrumental, and there's just just this dude on vocals the whole time. She's like, "Hey, Hector," <laughs> and I think this song would be a million times better if there was just some guy, just like ad libbing, <laughs> like filling noise, fill it like filling up that room feel. Um, I don't. This is like a mix of like nostalgia for like standing way too close to the band section at a high school football game oh totally and seeing like a full um you know like however many piece band this is yeah. 16 play 16 something that piece. Was 16 piece 16 yeah. piece band 16 people <laughs> 16 how do you um, get that many people in a room they all have lives <laughs> yeah i'm at, yeah you think you and your D D party of four people have a hard yeah. time scheduling yeah <laughs> <laughs> These guys have seven albums. Oh my yeah, God. including a including a children's album. They're really, they're killing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got nothing for love for these guys. Uh, and this, so uh, this was a recommendation uh, from Udi from, um, if you remember, Hakalot Hatsafim from episode twenty three. Uh, when we were talking, when you were emailing, he was like, hey, I mean, you might also like this. This is a buddy of mine. This is his band. And he was right. I really loved it. And I couldn't wait to share it. So I'm... S- this is right up your, like, where, you know, every episode we, we show a little bit more of our tastes, right? You've shown uh, WRD Trio, uh, Purple Funk Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Like, this fits exactly right in. Every now and then I think we try to throw curveballs at people. Like songs we might not, yeah. like, be like, oh, you might not think I listen to yeah. this, but uh, this is exactly the brand that you've established. This so is far exactly what you awesome. have come to expect. And <laughs> my next song is a little bit of the same. Um, <laughs> this song is called Bam, Bam 2. two. <laughs> but yeah, uh, amazing. So good. I mean, the other thing I, I want to quickly touch on is 
they come in so strong with that heavy riff, mm-hmm. they break down, and then they break down even more with the hits. And then like the drums come mm-hmm. in, and then all of a sudden, the trumpet and the rest of the band just come in in this beautiful, beautiful way. I mean, it just feels so natural, and, and it, and it mm-hmm. feels like a jam more so than a rehearsed piece, which, I mean, it must be. But they they mm-hmm. managed to get 16 people just to lock in um, like that, you know? Yeah, and you're right. It, it does sound impromptu. It does sound like they're playing for fun. But I think what we're hearing is cohesiveness. I think what we're hearing is 16 people. <laughs> we can't, I cannot stress this enough. We're hearing 16 people who have a unified vision, who understand yeah. what they're doing, what they're doing it for. And that's exactly why they've made, would you say nine albums? Uh, albums? Seven. Seven yeah. albums. That's, we were talking last episode about how the Foo Fighters have felt the need to make a movie because they've made 10 albums in a million years. Here's this band triple the size doing something that I enjoy more. Yeah with a higher success rate. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's interesting. That's funny. Super funny yeah. at Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> at Dave Grohl. Put the fucking uh, studio thing you stole back. Yeah. How about it? Huh? Put it back. <laughs> All right. What you got? What you got right. today? So I've got two really good artists. I think we're going to start. Mm, this is hard. We're going to start with Curbside Jones and his song, Jigga with the grill. This that jigger with the gold teeth, white tea in the basters, imaginary players. Wish they had this flavor. This that jigger with the gold teeth, white tea in the basters, imaginary players. Wish they had this flavor. fucking heater that's tight it's so good so a friend of the show Wes Clinton put this on his Twitter and he retweeted it from Curbside Jones and he had retweeted the visuals they had made uh, uh, Jones and his wife had made together for it Um, which you can see on his Bandcamp page when you go to look at this album that's coming out soon and it's just like there's a lot of negative space they're playing with it's very clean uh, and I was like, this is awesome. And I love it when people can be versatile and when they work close within their circle, right? Like him and his wife are making the visuals and stuff. I, I believe they designed the shirt together that you can buy uh, in release with this album called The Hotline T. I huh. um, love that. And also the song's really fucking good. Like these two things together made it so I didn't have to spend another six hours digging through Bandcamp. Uh, so thank you, Wes, for 
being so plugged mm-hmm. in to the Austin scene where you're at and what you care about so that I don't have to look. I can just mooch off of you like we did uh, with the work you did with Ward that we talked about. And I will continue to steal from you in the future. <laughs> that's so awesome. I That first rapper's voice, I don't know if that's Curbside Jones or the feature that's on uh, the song, but he doesn't sound like Danny Brown, but I want to compare him a little bit to Danny Brown because Danny Brown has this voice where when you hear it, you're like, who the fuck is this? And in a good way, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to clarify because it's so strange. I mean, you're, you're so, I think used to kind of hearing like a deep voice, maybe something monotone and you kind of, I love rappers that break away from that and like really dig into mm-hmm. like the nastiness of their voice. You know, I think it's super cool. And it, it just, it just had me like, hmm? Like it made me do a double take. Yeah. It was awesome. And it's so fast. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's that, so, um, so many little riffs that go on in this song. Yeah. Uh, I, the feature on this track is Garrett Odom. I believe he's the, the one with the, uh, individual, like the very distinct voice, which I agree. It's like, it's, it's very attention grabbing mm-hmm. because I think for a lot of people, including myself, when you see something on social media or someone shares you a track, you kind of, you put it on and you will give it some attention, but you're not going to give it all of your attention. Um, be that because someone sent it to you in a text chat, or if you're just like on Twitter and you're scrolling, like you're going to listen to it for a couple, like a little bit, and then you're going to keep going. Um, but I think it, I think it's awesome. Not, I mean, I think it's awesome to have, you're, the single you're promoting be one that you're doing with another artist, right? That that also shows, again, that community that is in the city you're in right now. Um, yeah, very true. That, of course, like we love to see. Um, there's a Japanese version of this song. We have to talk about this. Um, so it's track seven on this album that will be up, uh, that will be up March 19th. And I believe. And... Um, Derma produced it, and uh, the it's got different artists on it that are singing in Japanese. I believe the fe- the featured artist is a man named Kaki K A K K Y, and I think that's super fucking cool. Just to like make a product and then say I want this to hit an international market, but I can't. I don't want to do that in English. Let's just make the song again with people who speak that language. I think that's something we haven't seen on the show. That before. is so cool. I. Other than like the Beatles making German versions of their song, I like I I'm trying to I'm I know there's other examples <laughs> and it's just cuz I uh shamelessly like the Beatles that I know that, but um and have that one example, but that is so cool. And not only to like, you know, like learning the language and singing the same verses in the language is is one thing which is incredible, but they got other artists to sing in that language. I mean, that is just, mm. that is, I don't know. That is the coolest thing. It's also respect. Yeah. It, it's a, it's, it shows a lot of respect, <clears throat> right? Absolutely. Um, Cause you're right. You can, you can learn a song in a language you don't speak because you're not learning the language. You're learning the, the sounds you have to make right. to make the song work. Right. Uh, there's a lot of opera that's that way. Right. Um, like you don't have to know what you're singing to sing it. And that's fine. 
right? But if he, if like this just shows the passion that is behind this project and specifically this song that they want it to be international. So they reach out to a Japanese producer and a Japanese rapper and they get it made and they do it well. And I think that's awesome. Uh, Curbsite did an interview with 91.7 FM in Austin, which is uh, Coop, uh, Radio for the People, not for profit. Uh, it's already aired, but uh, Jones says that if you miss the interview, you can hear it as a bonus track on Jigga with the Grill if you bought it. So this is out a couple of days before. The album is out. I highly recommend buying it off this song alone. Um, I know I love it. I won't stop sharing it with people before the episode is out, and I don't like doing that because I want you to listen, pay me attention. Um, and you can't buy songs on the iPhone Bandcamp app, so I've been listening to it from my wish list. I pre-ordered it Wait, today. Wait, you can't buy things <laughs> so, on the on the Bandcamp app? I don't really? know. I don't know if I have to update it or something, but if I use my iPhone and I'm like, I'll like look stuff up, it'll be like, you can add it to your wish list. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I have to set up Apple Pay. Like, I didn't give my phone my debit mm-hmm. card. Uh, I don't yeah. know. But so I, I just use it on my nice. computer to buy it, but I pre ordered it nice. today. So, sorry for listening to it a couple times and not buying it first. Yeah. I, I also, but, uh, I also <laughs> got to like, you know, give a shout out to the producer. I'm assuming it's Doof. Doof. Doof, yeah. It's killing. I mean, the samples with the flutes that are in there, like, it's really nice that um, they leave those couple bars of just of just the music right at the very end to really hear what's actually going on. And it's so cool. I mm-hmm. mean, that flute sample that's in the background around the sub bass and the drums is awesome. That horse sample that goes from uh, from right to left in, in, the, mm-hmm. in your ears is so cool. I mean, it's just the mark of a of a great producer when you can have all these mm-hmm. pieces that just fit the puzzle just right. Yeah, and let's talk about the first three seconds of the song really quickly. Your you know you your headphones didn't mess up if you're listening to this with headphones. Uh, if you're listening to this in your car or whatever, um, like it starts, the song stops for a second, and then it plays into itself, right? And I think that's so cool. I've never heard that in a song that I can pull off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah, and right I think now. I. And I think it's really cool. It's like a it's like it's like a pump fake, but for music. <laughs> and it also does a great job of, of of hooking you into the song, of like listening and paying attention. Because there's that moment of like, oh, did is something wrong? And then it plays, but now it's got a hundred percent of my attention. Now I'm looking at the the song or my phone or like the website, and what I'm doing is I'm looking at Doof and Curbside Jones and garrett odom and that's totally. really cool oh, that's so thank sick you guys yeah thank you march 19th jiggle with the grill uh i have i have nothing else to say besides yeah thanks uh i'm excited to hear that um interview i don't live in austin and i forgot that iHeartRadio existed. <laughs> so i'm really excited to hear it when he puts it at the end of the album awesome um, I think that'll be really cool to hear like his thoughts and the stuff behind the track. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Righteous. Well, my last, uh, all right. So let's hear a uh, big band, big number band. Two. Number two. This is a funk song, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Israel. Um, so my second band is called CB three. They'll, they're from Melbourne, 
Australia, and this is their song, October. Hey guys, this is Editing Josh here, I'm cutting up the podcast right now, and I just want to let you know that we don't have permission to play the song October by CB3. Uh, we still love the song, and we want to talk about it because it is fantastic. So if you want to uh, you know, listen along with us, hop over to CB3's Bandcamp page, check out their song October, listen to it, love it, realize it's your new favorite song, hop back over to the podcast and listen to us flounder and talk about it for a couple minutes. Cool. Now back to the rest of the there show. There you go. CB3. It's a, it's a banger. It's a banger, man. Banger. Uh, banger. It's a funky day for me. It's a really funky, groovy day, mm. and I. This is like my perfect, <laughs> my perfect life, my my uh, dream blunt rotation, if you will. Uh, you, the sixteen members <laughs> of uh, Marston Dima and CB3. <laughs> yeah, and the and and the only three members of CB3. I just say long blunt. <laughs> yeah, that's a real long blunt. But this is off their fairly new release. Uh, this this album, uh, the song is off of, uh, came out February 25th of this year. It's called Bunny Hop. And this is the third track off the album. It's called October. And yeah, I, I, I think I was just scrolling through Bandcamp. It's, it's, it's been a while since I found them, but... Scrolling through Bandcamp, found it, loved the album cover, clicked on it. I was I was hooked from then on. Mm. And I really wish, like every time I listen to this song, I like just wish I was in a car, uh, driving driving down the the PCH, you know. Mm. And it's so groovy. And the other thing is they have a music video for it, and you know, with an instrumental track, it's like, okay, what are you gonna do, you know? Is it, is it going to be you guys playing? And it is, but it's so, so antagonistic. What's it going to be, huh? What's it going to be? You uh, going to play your little instruments? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, you see bands like, like Wolfpack or their offshoot, the Fearless Flyers, do that kind of thing. And it is cool. And they do, it is them playing, but it's like, almost like funny you know they have they mm-hmm. the the guitarist is like doing all these dances in between takes of them and like all these little dance moves and stuff and it's just so much fun to watch and it's such an extra little piece of media for the song um so mm-hmm. if you like the song you should definitely go check out the music video because it really adds just like a fun groovy element to it yeah the like guitar walk up or the guitar walk like right there at the beginning of the song really sets like the expectation of what the like what you're going to hear and what's it, what it's what it's going to be like but there's lots of movement around the neck for the guitarist the bass line's super funky it's super fun just that like yeah i was like oh hell yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's the perfect way to start off the song it gets you hooked immediately yeah. this is yeah this is what you're, this is what you're going to be listening to this is what we're doing it's yeah. uh it's not math rock it's just funk it's and then you're like just, all right cool let's get it it's just funk and it's fine um that's gonna be their next album title it's yeah. just funk and it's fine it's just funk and it's fine 
I also really love the way this song sounds. All the instruments are just so clean. There are three members, and and you just hear them all perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it's so simple. It's so simple, and it's so effective. And the way they have it panned, you know, the guitar is slightly to your left, the bass slightly to your right, and then you have the drums right in the middle. And it's just like they're right there. It's just like they're right there in your brain, and they're playing. I love it. And the solo near the end is is like like almost your your treat, you know? It's like yeah. you've been listening to the song. It's been a couple minutes, and then you're like, yes! You're like, yes, it's so gratifying. It's like... It's like unwrapping a, a kiss chocolate. You know, you're like, fuck, I gotta unwrap it. But but once I unwrap it and throw the garbage away, I can finally eat it. And it's it's it's, it's like eating a wonder ball and then finding the little sour candies on the inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought this was just chocolate. There's candies in here. Definitely not to say that the rest of the song is garbage. That's definitely maybe wasn't the best analogy I could have come up with on a it's, moment's notice. This song is like the trash that you throw away. <laughs> Heimberger. <laughs> so I sincerely apologize for that <laughs> absolutely bunk analogy, but you know this what I mean. Episode. I think if I can extrapolate mm-hmm. on what you're saying, please do. <laughs> it is very tempting to make a great, and we've definitely talked about this in the show before with one of your bands. It is it is very tempting to make an awesome 25 second song, loop it to make it three minutes and 30 seconds. And then fade out. Mm-hmm. But if you can build to a crescendo, and everyone who's been on our show has, I don't, I'm not secretly like digging at somebody. Uh, uh, if you can build to a crescendo, and you can show like a real purpose with songwriting structure, uh, especially in an instrumental song, I think that's awesome. I think yeah. um, I just I don't know. I think it's it's really tempting to be like oh, I have one really good guitar lick. And we can drum fill the rest. We'll throw a bass in for tempo, and then we'll get in, we'll get out, and that'll be track four on the album. Yeah. And you're done because you want to fill. You want to make a ten track or a seven track or whatever. But you know, the end of the song, like not that the song is repetitive, but like the end of the song with like just like this like really fun guitar solo, um, like really holding your attention. Like it was like, hey, pay attention to everything now, just this, and like look at how well done it is. You're like, yes, yeah. yes. It, it, it gives you somewhere to focus on mm-hmm. one thing instead of trying to appreciate all of all of the moving parts in the song in one listen. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, as someone with no music knowledge, <laughs> like technically. Yeah. Uh, it just makes the nice. song complete, you know? Yeah. It's also nice for somebody to be like, hey, look over here. Like, look at the look at the little South Park joke. It's like, look at the, look at the suck monkey. Look yeah. Over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. guitar song. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it, you're... I slap my hands together. <laughs> you're so right. I mean, like, you kind of want a song to be like, "Hey, look over here. Hey, look over here." Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want three things saying, "Hey, look over here," because <laughs> you're gonna yeah. get overwhelmed. You're gonna be like, "What is this?" Um, but yeah, I, I think they really nail it. It's, it's, it's minimalistic, and it's mm-hmm. perfect at it. I just I love later in the song where they're grooving and then they do that and they go back yeah. and it's it throws you off because you have no idea it's coming and then it throws you off your rhythm completely and then they come back in perfectly in time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so brilliant. I love it. Fuck yeah. Excellent band. <laughs> this is your vibe though. This is your brand. This is a hundred percent on brand. brand. <laughs> yeah. To a T. Uh, yeah. I will also reinforce my own stigmas <laughs> uh, with our final artist of the show, Tetanus, and their song, Brighter. When I wake up, it's like I'm going blind. Like seeking comfort is a waste of time. They always tell me that I'm stiff and I won't change. If I don't, I'll always be the same. god it's a banger that got my blood boiling oh that that like unleashed some animalistic urges <laughs> that was mm-hmm. so so destructive i love it it's uh the album title is moving quickly to prevent a hater from detonating the vest <laughs> uh, i also saw the album art which is like a picture of the band and then like a bunch of black space and then around it and like kind of scrawling letters is the title. Uh, and I was looking at it, like the, the smaller picture on Bandcamp and there's like a, like a record label logo on the top, right. And I was like, I know that logo, but I can't place it. So I like listen to the song and stuff. It's really good. And so I go to reach out to the band and this is clean demon records who we've had on the show before. Uh, we had the song sleeper on the show by the Wastemen on their album pod Chin. i'm still not sure how to say that uh, <laughs> title name but that's uh, i did a solo episode and it was that they were on i think they're a fantastic band uh that's so maybe we'll bring cool. them on again when we have a <laughs> it's not just me uh, vamping for 20 <laughs> minutes but yeah the, it, i have yet to find a song or a band from clean demon records that i haven't liked I try to like, whenever I share something from the same label, I, it's usually an accident because I try to find as many different things as possible because if you liked The Wasteman, you will like Tetanus and you'll probably, if you're the person who buys stuff from Bandcamp, you will find Tetanus right like down the path. Yeah. Tetanus is one degree separated. You're going to see him. Um, but this song is just so fucking good. The like, the cowbell in the the breakdown about halfway through the song i don't know if you noticed that yeah like i just i fucking love it that was like oh i i i just i loved it the entire way through in that bridge section with Mm -hmm. just the two guitars playing those you know intertwining licks i could have listened to that for like five minutes i could have listened to just that for five minutes it was so so cool i mean 
I was trying to think of what it reminds me of, like, like early two thousands, like punk rock, mm-hmm. or like indie punk or something. There's a song "God Save the Queen" by the artist is escaping me, but uh, for any of my SSX Tricky fans out there, it's on SSX Tricky uh, on tour on the soundtrack. Uh, hopefully, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but <laughs> no. It's the GameCube game. Yeah, it's GameCube game. It's yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But this song, just like that line, they say I'm stiff and I won't change. It's just like there's something about that line. There's something about the words. There's something about the way he says it that I just like reverberates in my mm. brain. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just you find yourself just like yes. Like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um, wanted so badly to be like at the show where this is playing and be in the pit. Yeah, Masha. Yeah. Yeah. I it's you know, it's angry, it's fast, it's up tempo. Um, which is to say fast, I don't know why I did that. But um it's also short. This this song is a tooth tune, it's two minutes and twenty seconds. Uh, which I personally like. Only one out of the eleven tracks on this album only the last one is longer than three minutes and it sits in at a four minute and 58 second runtime. Um, the rest of them are all uh, like, like three minutes or less. They're all really short songs. And I think that's awesome. I think um, it was the same way with sleeper by the Wasteman. I think this like aesthetic or this style of playing kind of lends itself to being a shorter song. We've, we've shared some, I think the longest song I've shared on here was like seven and a half minutes. And it was uh, Let Them Know by the Flock of Pigs. And that song changes the style it's playing itself in throughout the song to keep it fresh. Yeah. Can't play a song one way and um, keep my attention for that long, especially in music. And so I think it's cool when something is concise and exactly what it needs to be for exactly as uh, – and it stays, it stays around for exactly as long as it needs to to get its point across. Yeah, exactly. I definitely agree. You know, I – really love a band that can give you an amazing song within two to three minutes instead of trying to you know possibly needlessly stretch it out to get a longer song or Mm. or just you know like we were saying bands that get one riff and just repeat 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 and that's your song this is just the i don't know antithesis of that and yeah it's it's such a well-written song and well-played song yeah Yeah. uh clean demon records has i think when they announced this on twitter they were like cassettes may be coming soon uh fucking hope that's true i would love to have this on my shelf (laughs) you better deliver (laughs) you better yeah let's hey (laughs) don't fuck me on this clean demon record (laughs) (laughs) i um I don't know. I just think this album is awesome. I think, especially with, with doing the show, like being able to have an album that you have a closer connection to because you found it and then having it somewhere that you can display it and being able to point it in and say like, Oh, that's that thing. Right. Like in the room we record, I have my poster that I got from caution when I got the tape. When people see that poster, I can say like, Oh, I found that band on Bandcamp. They make great stuff. And it's also a great way to share their music more naturally. 
Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, fucking get, give me, let me give let me, me $10, $10 and then you, give, uh, me you give me, I give you I give, hey. that money. Listen, capitalism is bad, but I'll make an exception for <laughs> but a, cassettes uh, a are tennis good. tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I reached out to Rippy Man. Uh, we talked a little bit. He gave me a little bit of behind the scenes information. Um, Rippy Man is this like online name. Uh, okay so he said um i'm just gonna read the email i was like hey can you give us any behind the scenes and he said i mean there's not much to it i just worked on these songs for a long time and probably made about 35 songs until i settled on these ones took me forever and brighter is actually one i rewrote at least 20 times it was all home recorded and since i do it all myself there's no stories that really come out of production because i don't have to deal with anyone else's dumb opinions and I got the album title from a tweet, so I'm really not that clever. Thanks for sharing it. And it's just, it's so, it's so funny. The way he responded is exactly the type of vibe I get from the music. And I think it is so, and it's exactly what we were talking about with CB3. Being able to pull off something this intricate while doing it by yourself is awesome. Or with like a limited number of people is incredible. The fact that he rewrote Brighter, the song we just played, 20 times showed that he gives a shit he has passion and he really wants it to sh- sound the sound is exactly as he needs it to and i love that yeah it's fucking awesome i don't even rewrite my songs one time <laughs> shows yeah. how much i fucking care yeah. but that is yeah it no it, it shows commitment and it, it it shows character development you know i mean like just wanting to better yourself and better mm-hmm. your your art even if it might drive you insane dude well yeah you know because like you'll be on like demo 47 and it sounds okay but it doesn't sound like how you think it sounds like but you can't describe that to anyone so they can't fucking help you with it yeah and that's where i quit personally (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's where i'm like i don't want to do this song anymore I'll, i'll try to make another one or i'll write a different story or whatever um I think persistence is awesome. I think uh, it is something that I really look up to uh, this whole project for. I think that's awesome. Totally. Yeah. So thank you to CB3, uh, Marston Derma, Tetanus, and Curbside Jones for letting us share your music on the show. Woo! It's a pretty good episode. It was a great episode. So far. We were both very on brand this episode. Yes. And I guess our next segment is probably on brand too. This one, this is like a like a half of a half of a callback. Yeah, just a little bit of a callback to how we used to do it. Yeah. Okay. Hit me. So imagine. Well. You have to imagine. You're a white guy, right? I, I think so. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what is one thing, stereotypically, uh, white dudes into hip-hop probably shouldn't do? With no, yeah, with like no cultural awareness. Do it at all? Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's a good answer. Okay, uh, um, okay, let me, let me take another guess. <laughs> Beatbox? B 
beatboxing is is precisely it. And Justin Timberlake did it live for a concert with NSYNC uh, that was live on HBO. And I don't even know the year uh, for it. If I'm going to be honest, here let's just take a let's just take a quick little little listen. It's like 2000. Yeah, yeah. And then seemingly he's very confused, looks back and then and then runs runs somewhere. Something went awry. I know that art is subjective and that a lot of the movies that I love, people fucking can't be in the same room when they're on. I get that. I totally do. I get it. This is bad. This is bad in every way. This is this is shit. <laughs> Every sense of the word. Timba 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 lake. Timba timba lake. Timba timba timba. Yeah, the like 1950s fucking like spy music in the background. What? What was what choice was that? The the MIDI horn. Someone was playing on a keyboard. Yeah. You know, we we changed our in show segments. Used to we would make fun of people in YouTube comments for popular bands. And now we kind of like talk about like cool stories that we find. A lot of them are funny. Um, there's no story for this because people don't care enough that Justin Timberlake 20 years ago <laughs> had a bad uh, beatboxing performance. But here's my beef. I find this clip on YouTube. It's called like Justin's Beatbox, Madison Square Garden, New York Live. And there's like no description. It's just this like NSYNC show. And all the comments are like, um, oh my God, I was there when they recorded this. I feel old. This is what made me change from a JC fan to a Justin fan. <laughs> I don't know who JC is, but um, why? Why did? Why was this the thing that made you change? You were like, man, I sure love how that white guy does that. <laughs> does that, that not white thing. <laughs> I, yeah i think yeah right like that's a whole thing we could talk about where it's like uh, like like beatboxing was is made from a community of people uh who are historically marginalized and for you just to be like i'm gonna go on stage and just kind of half-ass it yeah and anybody listening that's like oh well he was trying his best or whatever he's multi-millionaire already he has the the resources to get good at whatever he wants to do, so that's not an excuse. I don't want to fuck you. Timberlake, right? It's just it's all it's, um, oh my god, um, just all these comments are just like, oh, this is uh, I'm gonna name her. This woman's name is Jenna Brock on YouTube. It's her name. She says his natural rhythm, talent, and ability to pump up an audience is unreal. This is why he's the only member with a successful career. Maybe Justin Timberlake's uh, career is based on him saying sexist things about Britney Spears so he could keep his uh, attention in the media for several years. Maybe Ooh. that's why Justin Timberlake's career. Ooh. <laughs> Not him going, 
Boots and cats, guys. Boots and cats. It's just, it's just... It's so bad. It's hard to watch. I mean, like, especially when you, like, take it out of context. Mm-hmm. You're, What's the context? What is the context? You know, it's, it's like, where did... Yeah, yeah, where did that come from? You know, like, <laughs> even if it had... Even if I had watched the entire show, I don't know if I would have made any more sense. Like... I am baffled. Uh, yeah. And then, like, you can hear, like, the roar of the crowd. Oh, yeah. Like the, yeah, the, the minute he starts. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, my God. It's like, um, I don't even have a comparison. I don't. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like person does X on stage and people go crazy. Like, you can fill in the blank with anything, you know? And it was like Fred Durst. When he was at a, he did it. There's a famous clip of him where he was like, "I met a British girl last night," and then he fucks up a guitar solo and it's really bad. Like, <laughs> and uh, I asked her if she was open, like available or whatever, and she said she was. So I said, "Won't you shag my friend tonight?" And then he does an, uh, another bad guitar solo. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. But the crowd yeah. is like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we love you, Fred Durst." Yeah. Surely you'll do nothing wrong with the Russian government. It's it's just awful. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> like it's just this natural response. Like when an artist just says something defiantly like, "It's my birthday." You know, you're just mm. meant to cheer. Yeah. Like, "What's up Nebraska?" Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're just conditioned. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's mm. uh Something conditioning, if I could call back to my, um, that's right. Use the degree, <laughs> uh, general psychology class. Uh, uh, I don't know, but definitely no totally story here. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, huh? Isn't this fucked up? Isn't this, isn't this, awful? Isn't this super fucked? How do we let this get through as a society? The fact, I don't understand Justin Timberlake's career. I know like, this is one of those celebrities that like like Nicki Minaj level fans, right? Um I don't get it. I don't get it. The man was in a boy band that was popular, which is like no 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 disrespect to NSYNC for making music. He does this, everybody's just okay with it. We don't make fun of him. Yeah. I couldn't find any news about like I don't know whether or not I was alive when this concert came out. I was born in ninety nine, but I couldn't find any news about like people being like like a New York Times article from 2000 being like, Justin Timberlake uh, laughed out in the press because this was pre-Twitter. Yeah. So nobody could clip it and then bully him like he deserved. Yeah. Uh, now it's just left to us, us other white guys to bully the white guy. Yeah. That, you know, that, that's just called responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Taking responsibility for someone's actions. Yeah, uh, so that I mean that's this is a weird way to end. Yeah, but that's the that's the show. Half of our half of our in segments are just like, you ever heard of this? Well, now you have. You deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Grohl's making a movie. Bye, <laughs> bye. Sorry. <laughs> Your day is now ten percent worse. Oh, we're so good have at a this. Good one. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> you can follow uh, Camp Scouts uh, podcast on Instagram and Twitter. At Camp Scouts Pod. You can email us at campscoutspod at gmail.com. 
if you want to send us some music or just say hey. We're on Bandcamp if you want to give us your fucking money. Money! Yeah! I am uh, Citrus Hamburger on Instagram. I am JW Freeman underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. I was hoping maybe you'd trip and I'd be like, oh, oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, nice try, buddy. Nice try. (laughs) There's still a bit of room in the old noggin here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. All right. Goodbye. If you're you're in Dallas, Texas on the 19th, go see Curtis. Uh, Ask him to beatbox. Oh, uh, actually, the, the 16th. Oh, if you're, so if you're out in Dallas today, if you're listening to this, go see Curtis. Go see Curtis. For you. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right. Peace. Bye.